I'm now going to invite Tapwa to come and bring to us our main reading. Thank you. Now, on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into a village, ten men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. When he saw them, he said, Go show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw he was healed, came back, praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, Were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, Rise and go, your faith has made you well. Thank you, Tapwa. So, right, I want to tell a story. And normally we do in this church to have us tell stories, invite the boys and girls down. And we can still do this safely if we space you out socially distanced. So if any boys and girls want to come down the front, you can plonk yourselves down the front and keep yourselves, if you're in, in family distance, you can next to each other. If not, you can keep yourself spaced out. You want to come down the front? Just pop yourselves down the front pew. There's plenty of space on the front pew. That's jolly good. Okay. That's jolly good. Right. Okay. That's good. There's plenty of room at the front here. That's good. And while people are coming down the cave, what's the first thing we do before I tell you a story? Who can remind me? Who can? What, what, what's the first thing we do before I tell you a story? Anyone remember? Sorry? Right, okay, so put your right hand in the air. It's the opposite one to your left hand. Okay, wave at me, wave at the other people around, okay? Thumb and forefinger your right hand and dig deep into the recesses of your pocket and you should find, not that piece of paper, where is it now? That, that container. Keep it on your right hand side, that's your imagination cream, okay? Put it in your other hand, your left hand. Hold it nice and safe, undo the lid. Put the lid somewhere safe and get hold of some of this cream. Okay, and put it all over your face. It's good, it's moisturising. Okay. Okay, that's the idea. Okay. Okay, that's the idea. Okay, get the lid, put it on nice and tight. Don't spill any on the carpet, because Brian doesn't like it. It's difficult to get off. And put it back in your pocket. And you've just applied imagination cream, and imagination cream helps you do what? Who can tell me? Yes? Imaginate. Okay, yeah, imagine. Okay, well, it helps you imagine. That's right, and we all need imagination, especially when we get older, okay, because we get rather crusty. Like most of our bones and our ligaments, they get a bit harder when we get older. We get a bit crusty, so adults need to learn to use imagination cream too, because imagination is really important. It helps us imagine things. Now, my story is one of the stories involves a very certain character, okay, and the name is a hideous name, okay, it begins with H. And the second part of the name begins with N. And whenever I mention these words, you've got to shout out the following. Whenever I say the words, the hooded nose, you must shout out. Oh no, not the Now boys and girls, I would say that's pretty poor because actually it's only the adults that actually said anything at all. Okay. And when you say shout, that gives an indication. It's not a kind of, oh no, not the... Hooded nose. Okay. It is a, oh no, not the hooded nose. Now, if you can do that. Okay. A bit of energy this morning. Okay. Okay. Whenever I say the words, the hooded nose, you say, oh, no. 
that's not bad, the, 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 the actual um, meters about there, I want to try and get it up there somewhere, okay, we're almost there, okay, let's see if we can achieve that final bit, okay, whenever I say the words, the hooded nose, Jolly good. If there's no excuses for you at home, whoever's watching this at home, I want to hear you lifting up your roof, is, roof so that your neighbours are thinking, what on earth are they shouting that for? What's going on? Okay, let's cause a bit of a stir around Colchester and Essex, and wherever you're listening today, let's make sure that everyone's heard of a name that I may mention during my talk. Okay, so we've applied the imagination cream. We've prepared for the response. I must wet the whistle. And then I can begin to tell you the story. Now, Herbert Humphreys was an ordinary sort of bloke, five foot eight in height, 11 stone in weight, and uh, well proportioned around the middle. And it was an ordinary sort of day for an ordinary sort of bloke. And Herbert was performing well on his brush as he swept the streets of London, keeping them clean from the dust and the dirt of all the rubbish of the previous week. Now, it was a very hot day and the sun shone high in the sky. Gah, thought Herbert, as he momentarily leant upon his broom. What a hot day! I feel like a baked potato. It must be time for my tea break soon. He lifted his sleeve to glance at his watch, when all of a sudden there was a terrible noise. It was terribly, terribly loud. It was terribly, terribly unmusical. It was, in fact, literally ear-shattering. Ah! cried Herbert. His eyes started to water, he gritted his teeth, and his head began to throb. In fact, people all over the streets of London heard the terrible din, and they did exactly the same. All traffic stopped, all work finished, and the people writhed around on the ground in agony. Then suddenly, as suddenly as the music had started, it suddenly stopped, and there was an eerie silence hovering over the streets. Holy eardrums, said Herbert. What was all that rail about? Well, Herbert was not kept in suspense for long, before, because before soon he heard a voice that he knew all too well. It was a voice that belonged to a very big nose, a very big nose. It was the hooded nose. People of London, said the unmistakable voice of the hooded nose. People of London, I hope you like my new music. I call it pop music because it makes your ears go pop. It's obvious for a lot of you do because you're rocking or rolling all over the ground. <laughs> Anyways, I've always thought more music. I always want plenty more music for you to have and you can hear it as long as you wanted and you can be enjoyable and enjoy it as much as you want to. But if you don't like my music, if you want my music to finish, all you've got to do is say, Hooded Nose! Please be our leader. We will do whatever you say for as ever long as you want us to do. Oh, we do love you. Think about it, people of London. Either love my music or love me. Herbert looked around to see where the music was coming from. And he saw in the distance, high in the sky, a little black balloon. And there, on the, on the, um, emblazed on the edge of the balloon, were the initials H.N. Holy records, moaned, uh, moaned Herbert. So that's his game. We make him our leader, or we listen to his hideous music. 
and we can't get to him because he's flying high in the sky. Quickly, he reached into his pocket and pulled out a flask. He took off the lid, poured the contents into a cup, and he began to drink. At least he tried to. But before the cup touched his lip, there was another hideous blast of pop music. The cup and flask fell and smashed all over the pavement. The soup went everywhere. But Herbert didn't notice. He was too busy rolling around the ground in agony. His teeth gritted in pain. His eyes watered. His head throbbed. Again, the music then stopped, leaving people dazed on the floor. Holy containers, cried Herbert. My flask shattered and my soups all over the pavement. That's my plan down the drain. Now what do I do? But his eyes caught sight of a restaurant at the end of the street. Quickly, he broke into a run, ran into the restaurant and shouted, Quick! It's the first way that he could find. Give me a bowl of soup, as quick, the soup of the day, as quick as you can. Si, senor, replied the waiter. Today's soup is seaweed and frog spawn. <laughs> a restaurant speciality. The waiter quickly poured a bowl of seaweed and frog spawn soup for Herbert. Hooper took hold of the bowl. He began to drink. It tasted awful. But then there was a flash of light. There was a puff of smoke. And when the smoke had cleared, Herbert Humphreys was gone. In his place stood Superman, the man of soup. The people's hero, <coughs> defender of the poor and helpless, fighter of crime and evil, a man who, whenever he drank soup, became superpowered and supercharged. Right, below Superman, now to puncture the plan of the hooded nose. With his right arm outstretched, he flew through the no open, nearest open window, high into the sky he flew, in the direction of that small hot air balloon. The man with a big nose saw him come in and pointed one of the balloon speakers at him and played some more hideous pop music. It was terribly, terribly loud. It was terribly, terribly unmusical. In fact, it was ear-shattering. Ah! cried Superman as he vaulted through the air, hands over his ears. He couldn't fly through the noise and so he plummeted from the sky right into the River Thames. You want to move on another couple of slides, please? <laughs> Laughed the hooded nose. No. <laughs> Call me out then. Not even Superman can stop me now. A very bedraggled Superman climbed out of the river and ran as quickly as he could back to the restaurant. Quick! ordered Superman to the waiter. Give me another bowl of your seaweed and foxborn soup. Ah, you like it, yes? The waiter asked. It has its uses, replied Superman, and he stuffed his ears full of the frogspawn and the seaweed. Now his ears fully blocked with the slimy green stuff, again Superman took up high into the air and flew in the direction of the hot air balloon. <laughs> he comes again, said the man with the big nose. And as he saw Superman approaching, so you want to dance some more, Superman, he shouted. Perhaps you'd like to do some break dancing. And then he flipped the pop music to its highest level yet. It was terribly, terribly loud, terribly, terribly unmusical, terribly, terribly ear-shattering. Superman gritted his ears in pain, his eyes watered, his head throbbed, but still he kept flying closer and closer to the balloon and the hooded nose. Do try to keep up. The pain was terrible. He felt like he was listening to Radio 1. 
But he carried on until he reached the balloon. He pulled the control box from the man with the big nose's hands and he crossed it with his feast. And then he got hold of the speakers. He punched holes into each one of them and turned his attention to the hooded nose himself. Whimpered the hooded nose. Hit you? <laughs> Hit you, says Superman. I wouldn't dream of it. In fact, I'm going to help you. You would like to go to the top of the world, wouldn't you? You'd like to be over everyone. Yes, yes, he cried. I want to be over everyone, over the entire world. Well, now's your chance. And with that, Superman punched a large hole in the bottom of the balloon, and the balloon made a loud sound and went out high into the sky and far off into the distance with a man with a big nose screaming in terror. That's my job completed, said Superman. And he returned to the streets below and he found people just picking themselves off the ground. And as he got closer, he began to hear something, another kind of music. Thanks, Superman, shouted one person as he landed. Yeah, you're great, Superman, said another. We can never thank you enough, shouted the third. And people began to cheer and to shout with a new type of music. It was praise music. The ear-popping music of the man with the big nose was soon quickly forgotten with the beautiful expression of praise. We love you, Superman, the people cried. We're so great that you saved us. Oh, oh it was nothing really, cried a chuffed Herbert Humphreys. So in the reading that Tapwa read to us earlier on, boys and girls, it talks about the most shocking disease. Can anyone remember the disease that Jesus 